This is Film Club. We watched Spirited Away, which has been a very special film for Rachel and I. We even have costumes. (laughs) You can hear pictures of. That's true. I think, is this the first film club that we've been characters from? Yeah, I mean, we did a picture of the Sting for Cinemonth, but right, but that the characters that doesn't count. It was for thirty seconds. <laughs> okay, I don't know how to start it. <laughs> um, it's just um a very beloved film. I think it's my favorite Studio Ghibli film. Same, Miyazaki, probably because it was one of the first ones that I watched. Ever, and it's one I've seen the most amount of times. Yeah, I feel like this and My Neighbor Totoro, maybe just merch-wise, I feel like are the most famous or most beloved, mm-hmm. generally. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that there, are there, there aren't other great Studio Ghibli films that maybe don't get the same amount of attention or love, but... Definitely. I think yeah. this one, and, and maybe we'll get into this a little bit more as well for people who really haven't seen Studio Ghibli or even for those who have. It's just a very different way of storytelling. And I think um, Spirited Away is probably, of the ones I've seen, the closest to a Western style of storytelling. Like there is a little bit more of a plot than like my neighbor Totoro that really is just kind of like <laughs> a day in the life, <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's not really like... Uh, a hero's journey necessarily so maybe that's a reason why I like it so much I just think there's so much here that is fascinating and I probably just need to go back and watch other this is I think this is what the one studio Ghibli film I've seen multiple times so it's just because of no face (laughs) I think they do grow on you like the more times I watch these films the more I love them Mm-hmm. Um, so if you did watch it and you were freaked out and didn't get it I would recommend a rewatch because I, that's my, my experience with every Studio Ghibli movie I've watched is mm-hmm. the second time and third time I've liked it more I also we I feel like we forgot to m- mention this when we announced Spirited Away um, and it's okay if you watched it with if the dubbed version but if you do watch it again if you've seen the dubbed version or not, you should always watch it in the original um, voice acting and, and do the subtitles. I think that is the best way to watch it. Mm-hmm. Any any foreign film. But yes, especially Studio Ghibli. So The way they intended it to sound. Because mm-hmm. there are a few things that I think get lost in translation. For sure. Or they simplify things so that it will fit in an English. Right, with the dubbing and the, the, lip, the lip flaps. Yes. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about with any Studio Ghibli film, this applies, but especially with this one, is just the animation style and animation quality. Oh. I think that's, um, yeah, it's what Miyazaki is very famous for, is just the beauty of the animation. The One of the first things I noticed watching it this time is the way they animate light mm-hmm. and just the lighting. And when they're walking through the abandoned train station, the light coming through like the colored window just is so beautiful. Lights glowing when it's raining and it's dark outside. I thought just the way they did that was incredible. The lights reflecting on water too. Like when she's trying to cross the river, 
at night or she's trying to go back and there's a river suddenly Mm. and just like her looking out into the distance and there's this distant the like train this, station with the, the skyline light of lights yeah yeah and then the reflection on the water was just so gorgeous yeah and just the other animation in general like the way the wind blows through the grass or through her hair through the clothes um i also love there's like a good some of that great 2000s mixture of 3d and 2d <laughs> yes where is it i wrote it somewhere blending of 2d and 3d scratch that itch oh it's so good i love it <laughs> um i think the time i noticed it the most was when she writes her name down and then it like mm. floats up and mm. then you baba grabs it yeah um that's it like turns into a kind of a 3d imaging there mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful like the main the bathhouse the way it's drawn where it's just kind of soft and just so grand and the colors are so beautiful yeah I just said like the backgrounds are so beautiful this is such a comfort movie I feel like just and it's not even necessarily the plot it's like just the images are so relaxing they're so yeah, gorgeous like so good mm. to look at just like, yes visually not stunning even, not even thinking about the movie like I would just watch it just to look at it yes when Chihiro's going down the stairs before she goes to meet like the soot sprites and everything like just the way that they animated that I I know how animation works and I know the process of it but I think since we went to the animation studios flex um I've just been thinking about it a lot more and just like having to think about the technical process of animating her walking down the stairs and like falling down the stairs I really was just it's so incredible it's so beautiful oh I love it um Um, and the transition from day to night when she first gets there and mm -hmm. her parents are turned into pigs and then suddenly it's night and the spirits start coming out and you start to see everything like I am obsessed with that I want to go to there I want to live here when little ghosties start to appear and it's just (laughs) so beautiful and they're so cute (laughs) um the other things i love like the way they animate life but in like a cartoonized way to kind of emphasize things Mm -hmm. um like the stink spirit when he comes the way his breath is animated because it's like to show that it's stinky oh i love him funny and it gets the point across so well like you that's not what breath looks like when it's stinky but like you know that that's what it means right and just like the way that they all react and like have to hold their breath and everything like and their like eyes are watering (laughs) (laughs) it's so good i also love like when she has the blood on her hands um yeah when he's bleeding um and just the difference between like when she has dried blood on her hands and like the fresh blood on her hands like Mm -hmm. just that i noticed it's just like hash marks of red on her hand but like you can tell that it's dried blood yeah really creative and um really cool the way that they decided to get that across also this is not like a unique original take but ghibli food man oh (laughs) No one can animate food like Ghibli. Okay, but I just like her parents are eating the weirdest. Like, <laughs> there's a giant fish head, and they're like, "Yes!" Like, this is not real food, and they're excited about. 
<laughs> sure would stay is. far away from a giant fish <laughs> you would <That's>, yeah <laughs> it's like probably radioactive or something <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah the character design a little bit later too okay sure the character designs like what you were saying with the the cartoon and and stuff i love the way everyone is animated and just like the ones that you can tell are more like humanoid versus like i don't know there's like ducks (laughs) (laughs) they remind me of like the pokemon duck kind of psyduck yeah i knew you'd know and then like random blob ghosts Ugh, i just i'm in love with the whole thing i love it so much but just the creativity behind it like pulling these things out of your brain and mm-hmm. creating them for other people to see um and like you fall in love with them like at first one example is the giant like walrus guy that like follows her through the bathhouse at first you know that guy I know exactly who you're talking about. He's so cute. He's but at first, like I remember watching it being like, I hate that guy. Like he looks weird. He's probably stinky. Like he's taking up way too much room in the elevator. So uncomfortable. But like you fall in love with him. Like at the end, he dances. Yes, I was gonna say (laughs) when she saves the stink spirit and he's like with his little flags. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. And like the way he squeaks when he's walking. Yes, and even, like, Kamaji, who's, like, Mm -hmm. he has too many limbs to be a safe person, but then he's actually so wholesome and so great. I do love his character development. Like, he's, he appears to be scary at first, Mm -hmm. but then I think when she, she's calling him grandpa, Mm -hmm. like, he kind of takes on that role and she sees that side of him. I love when she falls asleep and he puts the blanket over her. Mm. Like, it warms my heart so much. Um... The soot sprites are probably my favorite part of the whole film. Oh, they're so they're cute. In the same vein as pygmy puffs. Oh, wow. the most wholesome, That's... beautiful, perfect creatures in the world. The most good. <laughs> the most good. <laughs> and when they're eating the little star treats. Oh. scream into the world. I love it when they realize that Chihiro will do all the work for them. And they just like... <laughs> let the coal fall on themselves <laughs> they're just screaming <laughs> oh they're so cute what other freaky guys are they i mean no face of course no face oh and he's on the bridge and she's like holding her breath and he's just there he's so cute oh just staring cry. at her going past i love him with all my heart <laughs> i feel like there's so much like symbolism behind him like and I don't really, I can't really figure it out. Because he's so, almost like, I don't know, just the way he eats people and, like, turns into this crazy, horrible creature. And then spits it out and just becomes, like, a calm, nice guy. I don't know. Yeah. I, def- I have thoughts on that when we... <laughs> I did also write, whenever No Face's legs show, it seems so sexy. I was just gonna say, when he comes in with his leg. <laughs> show through his dress Ah! (laughs) (laughs) the the bouncing the three bouncing heads there's this computer game that we played when we were younger called chill manor that you would learn history and go through this like scary house this is i think i'm learning a lot in this moment where chill manor is like defined (laughs) my life like scary things and history like wow (laughs) 
I owe so much to Chill Matter. Anyway, they give me some serious Chill Matter vibes. So those who know will appreciate that. I also love, okay, the big baby, Mm. don't like. But when he turns into the hamster, ah, I'm obsessed. (laughs) When he says, chew. (laughs) And he gives little kisses. Ah, So, so sweet. And also when they like break the curse. Yeah, when he reenacts. Oh, and that's one of my favorite other animation Uh things is when they get chills and their whole body goes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention that when um, the stink spirit comes, she like gets so horrified by the smell. Like you see it go all the way up and her hair stands up. Like it's such a fun animation. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I think I had to go back and watch the the hamster breaking the spell. Like at least three times. I'm obsessed with it. It's and so all good. the sprites cheering for him. Yes. Ah. <laughs> okay, I'm going back to No Face. Just like his character development too. Because yeah, he's so mysterious and then you're horrified by what he becomes. And then like, I don't know what happens, but you like feel so sorry for him when he like he follows her. Like he's so pitiful afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, He follows her onto the train I, like, almost started crying. He, like, gets on the train, and he's looking, like, around, like, where should I sit down? Like, am I welcome here? And she, like, pats the seat next to her, like, you can sit by me. And he comes, and I was just like, "Ah, he's accepted. Yes. Uh, I also, I feel like I will talk, could talk about that train scene forever. It's easily my favorite scene of the whole movie. But I love when I think Chihiro's either getting on the train or Lin is like rowing her out there mm-hmm. and you see no face in the distance like up high and then you just see him jump into the water and i don't know why but I'm literally obsessed with it it's so cute ah! notes down yes <laughs> and then at the end when he's drinking a tea and eating little cakes he is the actual definition of wholesome when he's eating <laughs> cheesecake and he's knitting Oh, oh my gosh, when he's knitting. Talk about making me sob. <laughs> I also love when the hamster and the little tiny birdie are making the thread and they get so tired and they stop and pant for a second. And, and they do they Evan go- Rude breathing. Yes. <laughs> so just so wholesome. Like, I feel like there's this wholesomeness that's kind of hidden under like this kind of sinister mm-hmm. overtone or like like a lot of people... When I talk to them about it, they're like, oh, that's a spooky one. And I'm like, maybe it seems like that at first, but oh, I think the underneath, there's mm-hmm. so much beauty and just sweetness that you don't see if you are just focused on the spooky parts. Right. And of course, I love both. Um, <laughs> Best of both worlds. <laughs> speaking of wholesome, how are you feeling about that jump and light post? Zero percent light. <laughs> If that was taken out of the film, I would appreciate. Okay, but I do, like, that's a part, that's a spooky thing that still gets me every time. (laughs) Maybe that's a good thing, that it does not ever get better. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it, but is it a hand? It's a hand. (laughs) Like, hands are not supposed to be on the ground. I think that's part of why it freaks me out. If it was like a foot hopping around, I thought it would make it better necessarily. Like a foot attached would. to a light post. It's just an uh, appendage. Yeah, I do like when it 
grabs swings. the thing uh-huh. yeah and swings around see because that's what a hand is supposed to do <laughs> but i don't like when it's hopping so scary. <laughs> hopping i think i don't like in the adams family either like the hand that walks around oh really and maybe that's one of my one of one your of icks where i draw the line um i also love you baba's skull telephone i need to invest in one for my <laughs> the other i guess just talking about character development chihiro herself she's so she becomes so relatable like at first i feel like she's kind of annoying like whiny with her parents you're mm-hmm. like this i don't know but then like little moments like when haku's telling her okay here's what you gotta do go down to kumaji she just sits there with her head bunched in her knees for like a couple seconds. Like she just takes a second to just be like, I'm so overwhelmed. This is so hard. I don't know what's going on. Like that's so relatable. Mm-hmm. I feel like in other films, like the character gets the direction and they immediately go do it. I love that moment that she took. She has a, a move on dragon sitting. Scene. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I love it when... Mizaki's not afraid to take these beats and just, like, let the characters vibe. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, why I love the train scene so much, is it's really pointless. Like, it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the plot besides mm-hmm. travel. Like, I just feel like so many other films would just cut that for time, and it mm-hmm. wouldn't be important. Because it's just them sitting there. They're not talking. They're not interacting. It's just the passage of time. And it's so beautiful. I am obsessed with it and it's such a nice breath after the intense part of no face and when he Mm -hmm. is raging and it's the big chase scene and it's scary and then it's just like okay it's calm again it's like after the purge Mm -hmm. of him having to throw everything back up it's like okay that moment after you throw up, <laughs> just like or you feel good. Yes, I feel it's better. And the it's relief. Just, yeah, it is. It's relief that the audience needs, and it's so beautiful, and it doesn't make any sense, and I love it. <laughs> I also love when he gives her food and says, "You have to eat this to stay. Mm-hmm. Eat our food to be able to stay um, part of the world." Yeah, and then. Right when, when he's, like, disappearing. The, yeah. Then he brings her the rice later, and she eats it and just starts crying. And the giant gobs of tears. Like, it makes me cry, too. Just, and that feels so human, too. Like, just taking a moment to be human and eat and let your emotions just express your emotions. Mm-hmm. I feel like I relate a lot to her in that moment, too. Um, I do love the whole scene with the stink spirit. Like mm-hmm. his animation, like you talked about, the water animation, when No Face shows up and saves the day by bringing more, <laughs> more stuff. And then I just love it is like forever in my head when he's like, ah. He like yes! like, ah. It's the Coke commercial sound. <laughs> it is. He's so wholesome. So sweet. Um, that is one scene I wanted to talk about almost thematically. I feel like Chihiro, she like she shows compassion, like to um no face. She lets mm-hmm. him in the door um because he's getting all wet outside. Um to the stink spirit, I mean she's kind of forced to deal with it, but then she like takes the time to 
figure out what's wrong and like listen and actually solve the problem instead of just like do what's on the surface level, like give them the bath, whatever. But it's almost like a kind of a poor wayfaring man of grief moment where like there's this guy that nobody else wants to help, like this gross thing that everybody's making fun of and doesn't like and just taking the moment to serve that person and then they turn into like oh you realize all along it was this majestic beautiful spirit mm-hmm. and she's rewarded for that yeah because you baba is really like don't come in and then she's mm-hmm. like how did you let him in get, take care of it as soon as possible get him out like we cannot serve this type of clientele like our bathhouse is superior for this and then she changes her tune really quickly when she realizes but yeah Chihiro's just so noble and so pure that it doesn't like status doesn't really mean anything to her in this Mm -hmm. world and the money like she's not driven by the money the way everyone else is yeah I think like greed and excess are very much themes um in this film like her parents get turned into pigs because they just eat all the food that's in front of them and you know Chihiro's like this is weird let's not be here and let's not eat this stuff and they're like, like we're oh, not we haven't been invited to eat this food right and- well they're also just like well we have all this money and it'll cover everything and it's just this like money can solve it all and money is the end all be all and when no face makes all this money for her and she's just like no like I don't I'm not interested that's not what's important to her that's not she's trying to get her parents back that's more important to her than anything else and that's confusing for him because I feel like we just we don't really know that much about No Face other than like I don't know the the fact that he is called No Face and he he wears this mask right and it's like a little jarring I think the first time you watch it when you realize like that's not actually his mouth on the mask <laughs> and he has like a whole other face underneath and he's terrifying when when he's he I think so he's really doesn't have that much of a space in this world and so he's learning so much and he was invited in and he's learning and he can generate these things and he learns that he can get what he wants by creating by like playing into this idea of greed and so I think he's deeply fascinated with Chihiro because she's obviously the she's different like him because he notices her on the bridge before anything ever happens but then she's been kind to him which feels different but then also the way that he can manipulate people doesn't apply to her and so he's like so confused by that and then of course when she gives him part of that medicine it's a little bit like a physical representation of the kind of person she is and like the way that greed won't work with her and that's so confusing and so upsetting and when he has to like throw everything up I feel like it's it's very symbolic of like he has to unlearn everything he's just absorbed about the world and then yeah and then he does like this peaceful retreat with her and he gets to go live and ah, I love her so much (laughs) but yeah he's such an interesting character and I love their dynamic relationship and she's just a so confusing to him a conundrum you know she doesn't fit in this world which makes sense she's not of this world it's like Edward and Bella okay (laughs) I'm editing that out (laughs) leave it in for my mom (laughs) something else that was interesting well I found like a bit of foreshadowing I feel like this time watching it when they're 
driving up and coming in there's a statue that has two different faces and one's like kind of happy and one's kind of not so happy I just feel like it foreshadows the the twin sisters because mm. when Xenon? I don't remember. Anyway, the good sister, she's so confusing too because at first you think it's Yubaba and then she seems like she's mean because she's attacking Haku. Mm -hmm. And then you finally are like, oh, she's actually like so great and wholesome. Just this grandmother figure. Yeah, so I found that to be interesting just at the beginning that it's like there's someone in here that'll be two-faced but it's actually two different people that have the same face. And there's also a (laughs) no-face. There's a lot of faces going on. Um, and then I also thought it was interesting, and maybe this is me just reading too much into it, but when they go and the dad's like, well, there would have been a river here, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, there would have been a river, but the river guardian mm-hmm. is MIA. But then it rains, and I guess that's more of an ocean. So I don't know. I just like it's that it was like a spiritual, yeah. To like, like it's a spirit ocean. It's there in the right. spirit world, but not right. in the real world. That like something's up with the river guardian being gone, so... Mm-hmm. yeah there's that environmentalist theme too that like they we should take care of the ocean and take care of the rivers and not mm-hmm. throw all the junk in it the wasteful consumerism right I with think the that was spirit. one theme yeah one theme that I um found online was about like Jap- Japan adopting western culture and rather than like traditional Japanese like I I don't know if I don't know western culture is just a lot more wasteful and consumerism and just like if you don't want something throw it in the river and um I think the bathhouse was like a symbol of western Mm -hmm. ideas like Yubaba's chambers are all really decorated like almost like a Russian theme western Mm -hmm. sort of Mm -hmm. style um representing her acceptance of that or her taking on a more western style um, yeah the greed the excess yeah that's super interesting yeah yeah and maybe in some ways no face is the viewer i don't know like i feel like chihiro is good and the bathhouse is greed and chaos and excess and no face is trying to navigate in between these worlds Mm, that's interesting and learning about it and he looks so terrible when he's like you know consuming all these three people in him yeah yes and he's like slobbering and just making like the worst sounds and like the people inside are moving and it's just like undulating and it's so gross hair on top yes it's so scary and then when he moves and i feel like his like limbs are so creepy and the way that he like and when he's like throwing up like it's just so awful and uncomfortable and then when he's no face he's just so I love him. He's so the contrast is so stark mm-hmm. like yeah his little sexy legs <laughs> his tiny hands like holding the little gold yes. out like he's so cute and like his own little voice that he hasn't quite found yet of like eh. yeah but then when he's using other people's voices it's so it's almost it's like, like greeting and mm-hmm. and it's sound. it's not even necessarily the actual voice it's like the worst version of their voice yeah like, oh it's like so terrible vulgar, yeah yeah scary version um something else that really uh stood out to me this time was 
moving and transitions we have the gates that they come up to at the beginning but then also the bridge and the the front of the bathhouse we have like the guardians the trains I just feel like there's so much about like journey and transition and moving and what does it look like to be at a threshold of change I don't know that I have anything like deeply profound to say about it but I think it yeah it's a big motif yeah and it's just like really beautiful I feel like it resonates really well with me and I can't even like put my finger on exactly what it means for me in my life but I'm just like oh I just it feels really comforting which is weird because change is not (laughs) you know well it's probably comforting to watch her navigate these changes Mm -hmm. and she doesn't necessarily do it gracefully but like the growth that you see her take as she's making these journeys um maybe it's comforting to see oh she can do it I can do it too Mm -hmm. yeah and I just I always go back to the train I think it's so fascinating all the other people are these shadow people like is it because they're outside of the realm of the bathhouse because when they're first starting when it's transitioning tonight they're these shadows and then suddenly they take more of a form the water is so beautiful and that's the other thing like Miyazaki could have just done a train ride and it still could have been amazing but the fact to like put a train in water Mm. it's so simple but it's so breathtaking ah I don't know Uh, that is like on one of my top 10 favorite scenes of all time I think film (laughs) yeah um the other themes I was kind of thinking about but couldn't really flesh out like the power of a name and her having to remember her name or give part of her name to Yubaba, but like trying to remember it and keep it with her remembering who she is. Yeah. And Aku forgetting his name and then her giving that gift back to him. And that is what breaks his spell and he can go back. Um, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting recurring. For sure. Thing. The importance of names and identity, which I, obviously I think to like, I don't know. There's like a, a biblical precedent for that of like Moses I don't know I feel like there's this idea of like remembering your identity and stuff like that mm-hmm. and I don't know how much is of that is in eastern culture Japanese culture specifically but yeah like identity name obviously we have the Lion King as well <laughs> that shows up with that mm-hmm. concept that is another one of my favorite animating points when he like remembers and there's this like transition and then they're like falling and he has like so many sparkles in his eyes yeah (laughs) I love it it's so good and she's crying too right just their Mm -hmm. tears flying up into the air so beautiful yeah and I like it because there there's like I don't know not a hint of romance but I think like some of the characters joke about like oh your boyfriend and stuff but it's like he's a river guardian and he's much older like they're not really in love like I don't know their relationship never bothered me you know yeah I mean it is love like they talk about she loves him but right I don't, but not, not necessarily, necessarily like infatuation or like romantic love necessarily it's just like yeah yeah it didn't feel creepy I guess is what I'm trying to say <laughs> no because he's also animated to be like he seems like a younger kid right right um the other I guess there's something about work and like mm. She couldn't, Yubaba couldn't um, take her out if she asked for work. Like, that was, that's kind of interesting. 
I'm trying to find my note about that. How do we feel about you, Baba? She is a complicated character. <laughs> she is. Like, she's obviously the main antagonist in a lot of ways. And I think that's, that's really a... defined be- by her sister. But she's not, like, purely evil. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and she's I feel just... like that's a hallmark of a lot of Ghibli movies. Like, there's not really a main villain. There's not a villain, right? She's an yeah. antagonist, but not a villain. Yeah, there never is someone who's, like, pure evil. Always, like, even in, like, Howl movie, Howl's Moving Castle, I feel like the main witch, there's, she mm. has some, like, redeeming qualities, or in the end, like... Yeah. And maybe I'm not remembering that right, but, like, that's something that's very ingrained in us, so, like, there has to be a villain that's... Right gonna get their comeuppance in the end and they'll get their revenge or whatever because she's definitely greedy and focused on her own self-interest but like I feel like when I first watched it whenever Chihiro would like interact with her I was always on my guard of like this isn't gonna go well you know she's gonna trick her she's gonna be mean yeah and it's just like oh no she's actually just like a businesswoman like ready (laughs) and definitely allows greed and self-interest to get in the way of some maybe more humane or kind decisions like obviously the whole thing about tricking with her parents Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's so interesting that she still is trying to trick her in the end yeah and like the way that she does control Haku and does trick him but then like she loves her child and she like I don't know she isn't the kindest to Chihiro with regards of working in the bathhouse but she is also just like run the business you know she is she has a reason to behave the way that she does she isn't just like I'm your villain so yeah and she does did you talk about she becomes helpful like with the snake spirit like she right suddenly cheering her on like yeah and of course it's because she realizes like she oh profit from it but this is gonna be profitable yeah. But, like, that becomes, she's not, like, out to get Chihiro. And... Right. Well, and I also yeah. love Lynn. I feel like she's such oh, an yeah. interesting character, too, because at first the she's older like, sister not my problem. Character. Yeah. Yeah. But then also you see Lynn's interactions with Kumaji. Like, they have this relationship where, mm-hmm. obviously, they're both, like, lovable and... A um, little rough around the edges. Yeah. I love when she, like, has the lizard that she eats <laughs> she just pops it in her mouth yeah um i did find the quote so it says if you take someone else's work the spell is broken like when she took the coal into the fire mm-hmm. and wanted her to do that but like they if she did that then they wouldn't have a purpose and then they wouldn't be alive anymore like they wouldn't be need needed and then just the fact that she had, that was her key to being linked to this world and not being sent away is accepting work there. I just think that's interesting. Mm. Um, like working gives you purpose or like connects you to the world, connects mm-hmm. you to the people around you. Maybe. Maybe that's why it's my comfort movie because that's my mind, right? Like I find worth in what I'm doing and I'm like trying to, break away from that but no wonder it's my comfort film <laughs> yeah so to an extreme have... it's not a good good thing sorry go yeah. ahead i just have a lot of questions about weird things that happen in the movie let's delve into them like what are the green heads like what is that those are weird 
they're so weird and they also like it's so interesting because it doesn't feel like they are servants necessarily it just feels like they just exist because yeah. I, I feel like when she turns them back from being a baby like being the replacement baby they're like okay bye they're like ashamed <laughs> yeah oh. um why is her baby so big <laughs> Why does she turn into a bird lady? Like, she doesn't make a full transformation into a bird. She mm-hmm. still has her head and then, like, a tiny bird body. <laughs> what is her tiny, like, her double bird baby? <laughs> like, the tiny bird that has right. her face? What is that about? And then it... I love when it turns into the tiny yellow bird. Yes. That one, I love him. I don't know. There's just still a lot of unanswered things and just unexplainable things that I guess that makes it rewatchable because you're trying to figure things out. And sometimes, I mean, that's another thing, like with Miyazaki films, sometimes there aren't explanations. Right. We're so used to having everything answered for us. Right. Or like a logical reason why things exist. Yeah. But like it just exists. And yeah, that's just like part of the world. And and I think that makes a lot of people uncomfortable watching these films. So they're like, why is it like this? And it's yeah. like, we don't know. Just enjoy it. But it's hard yeah. for them to enjoy it because they want the answers. It's just part of the whimsy and the the magic of Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's time to throw it to the listeners, to our capital regime. I'll start with favorite characters. And um, we have Haku. I liked Kamaji with his many arms. That is who I want to be. Think of all the tasks I would get done. I thought the little sit spiders were adorable. Haku is a very loving and protective character. I like the symbolic symbiotic relationship between the two of them. Um, another Haku, Lin, and Granny. No face, but the sit sprites, Yubaba, Kamaji, the mouse baby, and bird are close behind. That big baby when he was turned into a mouse. <laughs> Lynn, but seriously, the fact that she's the voice of Meg made me love her in the English dub. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the masked monster, but not when it got crazy. <laughs> That's that no face. Yeah. <laughs> and then Chihiro and the little sits and their sprinkles. Yes. Oh. Okay. Did you ha- Do you have a favorite character? The soot sprites, of course. Of course. But I do love Chihiro. Yeah. I, I feel like I related to her in a lot of ways. I really like her too, but you know, my favorite is Granny. That hand guy. <laughs> <The> hand guy. <laughs> nice. So much love. All right. Some favorite scenes. When the coal workers returned her shoes. I liked the dirty, oh. stinky monster that comes to get that comes in to get clean. <laughs> I also like how the baby finally stands up to you, Baba. Oh yeah, I, that part is great too. Mm-hmm. Baby goes on such a character growth. Yeah, it does. Like when the bird's like, "Do you want me to fly you?" and he's like, "No," and just walks by himself. Oh, so that's cute. another theme I forgot to mention is like growing up and like children and how you, Baba, like babies the baby so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shihiro being kind of babied by her parents at first, and then when she doesn't have her parents, she grows up and mm-hmm. matures. Mm, yeah. And you see her development. Like, we talked about that. That right. she's, really, like, scared and nervous and whiny at first, and then she's... she becomes confident and um, a problem solver 
go-getters yeah well able to she's not tricked by Yubaba with her mm -hmm. parents like she's able to see through that and well and at the beginning she's just a little bit more self-absorbed and like understandably she's going through loss and change oh that's another thing she is like transitioning to a new place as well Mm -hmm. um since they're moving and they left their old life behind but she's very much like these are the first flowers I got and they're going away flowers and Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. then suddenly here she is thinking about no face and Haku and she's much more invested in like trying to be there and connect and help other people rather than just being like woe is me my life is so sad which again no shame in like processing grief and change (laughs) clearly but all right more favorite scenes no face giving her all the bath tokens when she is first crossing crossing the bridge with all the spirits digimon vibes yes <laughs> um and the cole scene with the little black pom-poms oh, this one's right um the whole movie <laughs> is the favorite scene but especially when they're riding on the train to go find Zen- zaniba that's her name that's her name um and no face eating cake at zaniba's ah literally the cutest <laughs> I like when they're on the train to Zaniba's and how they let No Face on the train with them. It's very sweet. Oh. Mm-hmm. No Face growing gold, train through the water. She remembered the dragon's name is number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like when they clean up the river god and also when they were in the room with the little soot guys running around. I was also happy that the No Face guy threw up all the people he ate. <laughs> um, clearly, my favorite scene is the train scene. I have waxed far too poetic about it so what's your favorite scene um when they give the sit spice the little candies oh they're so and cute then, oh when she like she like goes they bring her her shoes and she's walking away and she looks back and they're like jumping trying to see her <laughs> oh they really are <laughs> and oh. um when the hamster reenacts the curse breaking with, yes. the, with the like sits. stepping oh love it <laughs> so good and i do love the the washing of the stinky spirit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> Favorite sound in the film. <laughs> that should be the next uh, <laughs> next year's. There'll be an added question. What was your favorite sound? <laughs> okay. Favorite aspects. We have animation. I think it should have a V warning, not for violence, but for vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> Love that that's your favorite aspect. <laughs> um i enjoy japanese animated film it's fun to watch the animation and it takes me back to my childhood animation and attention to detail blows me away detail that doesn't have to be there like leaves in the tunnel um intricate patterns in the vases floor and marble outside of yubaba's office the music for sure it's so magical oh so glad they brought this so up pretty i know we so forgot that music joe um quirky world plus voice work and then I like the music and the creative characters. All right. What's a lesson or takeaway you gained from watching this film? Unlikely friends can be found no matter what their appearance. No face, giant baby, twin sister who isn't evil. I like the symbolism of the tunnel where you come out of a diff- uh, out of a difficult part of your life or a trial. You are a changed person, except the parents who did not seem to change at all. <laughs> Hopefully she's able to keep her growth and perspective and understanding about her after living in the world. Also, don't judge others. Get to know them and be kind to them. Take good care of your friends. People aren't always what they seem. Don't go to a bathhouse if a spooky lady with a large baby owns it. (laughs) Take care of your name. Also, good and evil aren't cut and dry. Black and white. There's good and potentially not so good in everyone. But love wins out. 
I've been quoting the big baby when they're like, if you don't play with me, I'm going to break your arm. <laughs> it's very effective to get your siblings to play games with you. <laughs> I am an what a anime. good takeaway. <laughs> I am an anime newbie and you can't beat the power of love and don't eat food that is randomly set out when you don't know who made it or who it's for. Good lesson. The first one's from Catherine, right? Mm-hmm. I went into Spirited Way knowing it was a different type of film, so all the fan- fantastical events and characters weren't too alarming. I ended up enjoying it more than I thought it would, probably because I was willingly suspending my disbelief. At first, Chihiro was a tad annoying, but she became less so as the movie progressed. It really felt like an Alice-down-the-rabbit-hole type of story, with maybe slightly higher stakes since she was trying to save her parents. The Boiler Man, No Face, and Haku were really unique and interesting characters. Haku is also voiced by Kovu in the English dub. Big points. Yubaba's giant head was kind of off-putting. The film just had its own brand of magical realism that I don't experience quite as vividly or frequently, so it was a really different experience. I said this in my film takeaway, but I did appreciate that Chihiro really didn't predetermine who could be her friend or ally. She didn't even seem too scared of Yubaba despite Haku telling her she was evil. She let No-Face in, who despite being a freaky monster, ended up helping her possibly because she showed him kindness. The giant baby that turned into the mouse didn't want to go back to being a baby and would rather stay with Chihiro. Side note, I love the little moments of showing the mouse and bird's reactions to things. Lin ended up becoming her friend, and Chihiro didn't judge Yubaba's twin twin sister or treat her differently just because she looked like Yubaba. Maybe a discussion about boundaries could be pertinent because Chihiro's innocence could have made her an easy target to be taken advantage of. But I guess she also has moments of taking charge and saying what she needs, i.e. telling her face that she doesn't want the gold. Again, apologies for not making it clear that watch the non-dub version, but... Yes, you have to watch it again. Yeah, an excuse to watch it again. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Deb's review is not my favorite film, and that's okay. Again, I think it's worth watching again. I think, uh, yeah, it's it's not everyone's cup of tea, and I, I understand that. But I tell you what, it's one of my comfort films. So good. <laughs> Is this Biz? Mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings about this movie. It's a tad on the long side. I do think they write Chihiro well as being a 10-year-old girl. She has age-appropriate reactions and also shows a lot of bravery. The characters are vibrant. The story is fun. All right. This next one is from George. I love this beautiful movie. It transports me to Japan. Even though the spa town isn't a real place, the architecture, physical features, roads, signs, etc. are so japanese And of course, I'm very fortunate to hear it in Japanese and the different levels of politeness between the characters. I've watched it in English and feel it is a superb translation. Okay, so that that's good to know. The themes are universal, but it captures so much of the Japanese spirit, culture, and social structure. The mammoth size of the public bath, not a hot spring as the water is heated by coal, indicates the central importance the communal bath is to Japanese society. Not just a place to wash, but a place to socialize, relax, and recharge. The English title is spot on in capturing the feeling of the Japanese title. Spirited Away used to mean kidnap and, kidnapped and the Japanese kamukakashi has kashushi, has the feeling of hidden or taken by spirits, gods. I've heard comments that in Studio Ghibli films, not much happens. I beg to differ. Parents turn into pigs, a giant baby, a giant headed witch for a boss, ghost spirits, a monster that eats living things, a Spider-Man rickety stairs being told you're never going home that's a scary movie 
Yet, except for the frog, they turn out to be kind. <laughs> Even Yubaba praises Chihiro. Chihiro's cautious and timid personality traits actually save her from being turned into a pig. Her kindness endears her to everyone. Her persistence, which is strong but maybe a bit subdued at first, and her integrity to give her the bravery to make her feel fearless in the face of personal greed, gluttony, and selfishness. Yet in Japan, children are taught to obey their parents without questioning, so her not eating when her parents command her to is a sign of independence and rebellion. She's disappointed in her parents, but does everything to save them. And to save Haku, who is always positive, kind, and supportive, except when he has to pretend not to be. There could be a whole podcast about no face. It's so true. <laughs> ah, so much love. Cultural note number one, when Chihiro steps on the slug, Kamaji says, and gacho, which means gross or dirty or cooties. And then she is purified when he cuts the touching fingers. Japanese kids still do that. Um, uh, cultural note number two, there's a reference to 8 million gods. The phrase literally means that, but idiomatically it means uncom- uncountably many. And all around. The number eight represents the eight points of the compass, north, northwest, west, southwest, etc., to symbolize ubiquity. One can find interesting commentary about the folklore characters that populate the bathhouse. The Japanese would re- easily recognize them. For us, they're just fun or scary. That's really cool. I know. I feel like I just love Spirited Away, and I, I think I should do more commentary and, or read more commentary about it. I should do more commentary on stuff I don't know. <laughs> Because I love it. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, it's just such a masterpiece. Okay. Yeah. Um, who's this? I think it's Natalie. Yeah. I watched this for the first time junior year of high school, so this was my second time watching. I definitely enjoyed it more the second time because I knew how strange it was going to be, but I could still find little moments that were charming and cute. Um, okay, this is from Annie. What did I just watch? Was the honest thought that ran through my head after I finished this movie. Yeah, I was sucked in by this film in a good way. It's trippy and so unique in this different world. I have a deep abiding love for other worlds and universes and stories, cultures, and art. I'm mostly rambling without a point, but there's this book, Welcome to Night Vale, about a town, and it's just weird, but I love it. And this movie feels similar in that I would put this film in the same category. Weird, but I liked it. Much like Dot says to Flick. Sorry, I really had to throw in that Bugs Life reference there. Okay, back to Annie's review. (laughs) I feel like I can't delve into quality analysis because I'm just shook by the spider guy and people turning into pigs Mm -hmm. and the three heads bouncing around and no face suddenly turning super monstrous. But I can't wait to hear what Rachel and Lauren have to say. I liked the voices of the characters a lot. It did seem like the pacing was a little odd, lots of meandering and expanding into this world, and then all of a sudden everything gets wrapped up quick. I wasn't as into the emotional aspects of the story because my brain was just trying to understand and process what was happening on the screen on the screen. So yeah, I I think the first time we watched it, I instantly loved No Face, clearly. <laughs> but I do think, and I'm maybe we're belaboring this point, but I just I feel like this is a movie that you really have to watch multiple times to appreciate. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what you were saying at the beginning of the more you watch it and the the more used to maybe these foreign or different creatures or worlds or rules, the more used to them you get and the more you're just able to like look past those barriers and like see the beauty underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this one's from Jill. This was my first time watching Spirited Away in its entirety. I'd seen a few clips before, but I'm glad I have seen the whole thing now. 
It was fun to watch the Japanese version with English captions that made it feel more, even more unique, although the characters and plot made it pretty unique on their own. I enjoyed the story and the animation, but had a few questions afterwards. How did Chihiro know her parents were the pigs in the pen? What did the magic hair tie do for her? Why is that baby so big? There were quite a few what-the-heck moments, but I guess I should expect that from Studio Ghibli and Hayao Miyazaki. And in the end, I can see why it won an Academy Award. It was very creative and artistic and unlike any other movie I've ever seen. So, I do feel like Spirited Away is my favorite and therefore the best (laughs) Studio Ghibli. (laughs) But would you recommend any other Studio Ghibli's to fans or not fans of this movie? Um, there's the new one that just came out. Yeah, I did really like that. Ugh, especially the animation. Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, I just again, it is weird, and there's freaky little guys, and but I, I just am obsessed with the heron and the way that he moves, like the characterization <laughs> of his body. Oh, so I'm obsessed with him. I was so disturbed by the little guy living inside of him, and no, like I'm, sometimes he you is could the heron. Yes. But, like, I did not like how you could, like, sometimes giant nose inside the hair. And I'm like, I don't want to see that. No, I loved it. I was so here for it. Robert Pattinson, baby. (laughs) No! Don't watch the dub. I did, because I wanted to see Robert and Willem Dafoe. Well, now you're going to have to watch it. When I will we'll try and watch it together because I watched it Japanese with French subtitles. So I would like to watch it Japanese with English subtitles. English subtitles. Um, um, I do My Neighbor Totoro. Um, the first time I watched it, I was like, this was a waste of time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there isn't a plot and like it. But the second time I watched it, I was like, this is just wholesomeness. Even the in an hour and a half. Like, it is the definition of wholesome so if you like wholesomeness i recommend <laughs> i i feel like howl's moving castle is maybe a little bit more niche would you say with like a little bit yeah. more if you really like it you would like yeah. howl's moving castle i, I think, think it's that's weirder very popular yeah i feel like it's weirder than spirited away though i do too and there's more of a romantic plot so if you're into that you might like that better um you like romance porco rosso's interesting i don't know that i'd it's not necessarily one of my favorites i think if you like stew ghibli then you should watch it of course because oh. it the animation again yes so, so fun however i do heartily recommend kiki's delivery service that one does seem to have more of a plot mm-hmm. so if you struggle and there's less freaky guys mm-hmm. yeah it's a little <laughs> so bit more straightforward probably if you didn't like Spirited Away this time you watched it, try watching Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, That Easy. might be more of your style. Ease people into Studio Ghibli. I do think more people should watch Studio Ghibli, especially with the decline of Disney right now. <laughs> because animation <laughs> replace, is important. Animation replace is... Replace your Disney with Miyazaki. <laughs> Temporarily. Just in- increase your Miyazaki education. I do. I think animation is such an important art form. And it's really belittled and looked down upon because it's seen as childish or really only meant for children or, you know, I feel like there's such extremes of like, it's either cartoons and children's media or it's like raunchy TV shows, you know, 
And so it's like when you can find this beautiful blend of like a family where it's like, okay, like children could watch it and be entertained, but there's lots of really beautiful levels and depths. And I think Disney in the past and hopefully in the future is really good at that. But also Miyazaki is just, and it's, you know, always good idea to get exposure to different ways of storytelling and, and different perspectives like that. So that is my hopefully not too heavy handed plug to not let this be your last uh, venture into your last Italy. experience. Yeah. And thanks for giving it a try to everyone. And so okay with all the reactions that, that you had from it. And just hoping that this doesn't prevent you from not watching anymore in the future. Scare you away. Yeah. Just think about how beautiful No Face is. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's all you need. <laughs> just think of that leg. <laughs> Now we need to do our Chihiro and No Face costumes again so I can bring the leg out. <laughs> you can wear tights. Uh-huh. <laughs> Underneath. All right, it might be that time. It's time to leave the gun and take the cannoli. Well done. I'm so proud of myself for saying <laughs> it correctly. <laughs> you can go first. Okay. If you are going to be transformed into a little something like the baby into the hamster or the mouse, apparently, yeah. I think it is a mouse because it has a tail. Um, yeah, but then- it's just like a very rotund mouse, so that's why yeah. I imagine. I think it's because he has like those huge cheeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you're going to be transformed into like a little little something, but then Jasper is also being transformed because you need like a little companion, what would it be? Gosh, I don't have the creativity. <laughs> I would turn into a tiny oh, it would be a tiny alpaca, like oh. the one that I have from Peru, but it's a, a live one. Uh-huh. And then Jasper could be himself, but tiny. <laughs> but it's a mini version. <laughs> I don't accept. You have to make him turn into something else. No, I guess I guess it was a bird into a bird. Okay. Yeah. I'll accept. Maybe he just has straight hair instead of curly. Okay. That'll be like slightly different. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific rules for this cannoli question. Would you rather have many extendable arms like Kumaji Ooh. or be able to transform so like yubaba turns into a bird or haku turns into a dragon so like you could choose what you turn into shapeshift but only one thing like an animagus see i think i feel like kumaji is useful and there are times that i wish i had multiple arms but like i think the social repercussions like i would just have to hide them you know yeah and so that would just be obnoxious so I, I do like the idea of transforming into something. And I'd be down to transform into a giant flying dragon. Like, <laughs> sign me up. Pretty cool. Um, What job would you want at the bathhouse or the surrounding area? I'd want to work with Kumaji in the, the, the boiler room. Yeah, so I could just watch the sit spreads. <laughs> That's your job is just watching them. <laughs> And help Kimaji do stuff, I guess, even though he doesn't want help. <laughs> um, what scent would you want for your bath water? Ooh. Um or what kind of like what would you want infused in your bath water? 
I want the haunted mansion scent. Whoa. <laughs> so happy at that thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you rather be Yubaba's personal servant or clean the stink spirit every day? Stink spirit. <laughs> Smells don't I bother do you. That anyways at the hospital. <laughs> Not anymore. <gasps> oh no. Actually, that was the worst. I don't want to do that. So you but you is just I don't know, you boss kind of a toxic boss. Like I feel like I would both of them kind of suck. Why it's a good would you rather? <laughs> I know. My would you rather had an easy out. I should have thought about that better. <laughs> Okay, I'd change my mind to be Yubaba's assistant. Okay. And then I'd pretend that she's Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada. Oh my gosh, incredible. What a crossover. <laughs> I would win her heart and make her be nice to me. <laughs> so No Face takes up knitting. What is your hobby that you would retire to if you had to go oh. live in a faraway cottage and well, live I a new life? was going to say... I found these knitting patterns for all these Nightmare Before Christmas things, and I, it really inspired me to start knitting. Obviously not now, but in the future. But I don't think that's what I'd want to do when I retire. It has to be something I've never done before. Yeah, a new skill. Well, maybe No Face has done it before. I don't know. Oh, so cute. Mm, I want to buy his knitting wares. <laughs> uh, I feel like I, I could get into painting miniatures like a little oh. little like a uh, northern renaissance action you know like <laughs> paintbrush that just has one hair like I, I like the idea of just doing like minuscule minute work a tiny skull mm -hmm. ah! <laughs> uh, i think that was it those were oh, the okay. three so we can go to listener the our kappa regimes um, ride on a flying dragon or take a bath at the bathhouse with the most luxurious bath salts? You know I'm so scared of heights. Give me that. And I just, the fact that I don't have a bath in France is <laughs> sucking my soul into smithereens. So easily the bathhouse. I'll choose the dragon. Perfect. Um, what tunnels have you gone through in your life and come out the other end as a different person? Ooh. College. Ooh. Yeah. A mission. Mm -hmm. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> what abandoned place would pull you in to explore? Mm, like a an abandoned Victorian mansion. Just feels right for the spooks. I will stay far away from that. <laughs> I think like um, a forest, like a national park that nobody goes to anymore or mm. or like they're past to walk on but they're really like not kept up and stuff like that maybe that yeah I went through like a two-day phase it, it was not very long-lived but where I was watching YouTube explorations of abandoned things have you have you ever wandered into this section of YouTube I have I did not know that section existed to be they, honest like record walking through like abandoned water parks and just like abandoned offices and like things that like went bankrupt and so there's a ton of stuff left behind yeah. and it's not I kind of was hoping it would be like a little spooky it's not necessarily very spooky but just like wild Eerie. 
there's this one highly recommend it actually I don't know if there's language I don't remember but it's like this indoor water park but it was western themed and it's like so bizarre but then everything that's been left I don't know it's such an interesting going through abandoned things is fascinating because it's not it's just it's eerie but not in a way of like oh there's a ghost or there's someone here to hurt me it's just like get ready for the jump scare right it's just like oh this is just like what used to be here and why was it left and uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions and it's just like "Mm, it's a little eerie so (laughs) I didn't I didn't stay in those rabbit holes too long but it was enjoyable (laughs) would recommend if you have a half hour to kill or something they're like hour long highly recommend the two times speed weird thing to be interested in on youtube it, it is like there is a niche community that loves <laughs> the abandoning and it's like kind of semi-illegal like they're definitely trespassing too right they're like, supposed to be in there right so it's really interesting what would you want your bath scented with haunted mansion you, you answered that i'm really into like the smell of pine right now mm, not I'm peach just... bellini I do love Peach Bellini. My favorite Bath and Body Works up right now. It's called Winter Candy Apple. Oh. And I when my mom pulled it out from for Christmas, I just sat there and took the lid off and just smelled it for like <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> because it just smells like Christmas from my child childhood. Because like oh. that's the soap that we would use always at Christmas time. But it smells so good. It's just quintessential Christmas. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, have you watched other Miyazaki films? Which one should I watch next? Ooh, it's like I <laughs> I didn't read these <laughs> questions in advance, but just a I preempted them. Fortune teller. <laughs> Someone wants their fortune told. <laughs> yes, this is specifically Natalie, I believe. So thinking about sorry to shout out Natalie when we haven't called out anybody else's, but now i feel like maybe howl's moving castle oh yeah natalie would like that my neighbor totoro actually feels like a great suggestion nat tell us if you if you watch any of these or perhaps when i'm back in utah we'll have to do a miyazaki watch party some night oh so fun um which place in your life have you lived or worked that has an aspect of the bathhouse please explain um, I think I'd answer this too with the with at the <laughs> hospital when the stinky patient comes in and nobody wants to take it. Oh my gosh. I don't feel like I've ever had a really terrible boss, which is good. Bless. I feel that way too. Maybe, I don't know. I, I'm tempted to say like flame tree or character attending just because those are the most recent and they feel like they have a chaotic aspect to it. But I feel like flame tree had so much more of a community and I feel like the bathhouse with the exception of Lynn and um, Haku and Kamaji, they didn't really take her in. So I would say that feels a little bit more like character attending just because not in any one way of they like it's a bad place to work or like a bad environment but just that there doesn't feel like there's quite the same community aspect so Mm -hmm. and that you do just deal with unexpected chaos and the people that come in it's a little bit more like improvisation and on the go and always on your feet I would say character attending is probably more like the bathhouse and is probably the hardest Disney job that I worked I would say 
Um, okay, and then if you could ingest someone or something and acquire their characteristics, what would you eat? Mm-hmm. This is this feels very Kirby. <laughs> that's funny because I think that's Japanese too. Mm. Nosferatu. <laughs> you would eat Nosferatu. <laughs> Not my baby. <laughs> I would like to ingest some sort of cleaning machine that would just make it really easy to clean things up. You feel like, like you're, I, missing, you're living in, in a mess? Just like at the hospital, the floors mm. get so disgusting and I like try and wipe it off and it just cleans like a tiny spot and then you can tell the difference. And so then I... But it would take way too long to clean all of it. So if uh-huh. I just had like little buffer feet, like little mops. As you walked, that's so cute. Yeah, that they and would just leave the floor sparkling. I would feel so and like I feel like that's useful at home, like at your just floors get so gross and they're so hard to clean. Yeah. And I feel like it's easy to not to ignore them until it becomes too like past the point yeah. of easy cleaning yeah um i did say nosferatu as a joke and also just because i'm staring at him right now but i i do really appreciate his super speed and i feel like <laughs> something that is getting me down is just ha- having to walk everywhere which is funny because as i say that i'm like should probably a leisurely stroll is a gift but Every now and then, I think I would really, really like to just be double time speed speed walking. Yeah. Walking takes so much time. Okay. Oh, second part. If Vito could pick one character to work for him, who would he pick? Ooh. I think he would pick Yubaba. I think he would see Yubaba's her business savvy. Yeah. I think he would want her like to owe him like i i think that i don't i don't feel like he would trust her yeah like she might have a favor that mm-hmm. he would need, right. need her for a favor like i feel like not a capo regime not on the inside of the family but like mm-hmm. several layers away haku is too too moral <laughs> yeah Maybe um, he'd want that frog to be one of his... Yeah, or or even maybe Kumaji, then. I feel like. Oh, Kumaji fits because he has the mustache. <laughs> That's all you need to work in the mustache. Amazing. We love Spirited Away. Thanks for giving it a try. Give it another try. Give it a try. Ah, give it a try. Ah. That's a little small potatoes. Have you ever seen Small Potatoes? No, but I've heard you talk about it. (laughs) Okay, everyone go buy all the No Face merch. (laughs) Are we going to talk about the theme? Or are we waiting for Tootsie? I think we should wait for Tootsie, because that's technically, this is the penultimate episode. All right. But I guess most people would have watched Tootsie by now, probably. Or they knew that Tootsie was the next film when they filled out this. You're right. Survey. So, I mean, I, I do think we're we'll in Tootsie we'll do a, a year recap of the films. But Arrival, Bill Cunningham, New York, True Grit, The Sting, Going My Way, Paddington 2, On the Waterfront. 
Diabolique, Crazy Rich Asians. What did I pick? Oh, Arsenic and Old Lace, Spirited Away, Tootsie. And how was I able to remember that? Why, if you take the first letter of each film, it spells BBTTG Podcast. Yay! Okay, ta-da. There's the, there's the theme. Silly, goofy times. But stay tuned because when we drop the first episode, and actually probably, you know, we should talk about what we're doing because it will be announced on the first and we won't have had a really a chance we to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously we're still going to record Tootsie and do a 2023 film club recap and look at all of that. So do send in your reviews and your thoughts on film club 2023 as a whole, preferably send in your rankings. I just love to see where how people feel about the films and where they compare to each other but 2024 film club we're switching it up a little bit there will still be a film per month for you to watch we will still be discussing it and reviewing it and want to hear your thoughts however there's not going to be really a guessing game there is a deep deep cut guessing game but <laughs> we'll we'll introduce that later <laughs> we're t- giving you the theme straight up front so each month we are going to be doing a decade jump so every film will be coming from a, the year 10 years before after the previous one so we're going to be starting in 1907 then february's will be from 1917 march will be from 1927 so on so forth so i'm really excited because lauren and i are going to be picking the films together instead of alternating and obviously we are limited in what we're going to be able to pick they may not necessarily be like our favorite films, but I'm really excited to look at how film changes over time and the way that technology and social change and just human history affects how film is made and what stories are being told. And I think it's going to be a really fascinating journey to go on. And it'll be a new lens for everyone to watch these films in, not only for plot and character development and thinking about these different aspects that we've talked about, but also thinking about contextually, historically, where, why these films are being made and what it means for human history, but also the history of film. Um, clearly, I had a lot of influence into <laughs> picking this, <laughs> but um, I think it's going to lend itself to some really fun, interesting discussions and hopefully a new way to look at films while you're watching them. So yee, I'm really excited. So we will be announcing it on the first via text club or Instagram. Again, if you would like to be included on the that text club, let us know. Did you have anything, anything else you want to add? Happy film club. Happy film club. All right. We'll see you next year. That was film club. Yeah.